0: hello and welcome you are listening to the cosmic laundry podcast a place where we explore modern spirituality in all of its forms i'm your host giselle Plamondon, and i'm here to guide you on your journey into learning more about your soul's path I am a social worker, astrologer, and human design guide, and I love to share new ideas, new information, and deeper wisdom with you all, especially as I'm on this path and learning everything with you by your side. So join me every Friday as I open space and explore topics and ideas that will support you in understanding yourself and the world better. angels if you've ever wondered what makes you special what makes you the unique magical being that you are we've created something for you the soul guide is a map of your being it's a magical blueprint that illuminates why your soul chose to be here now at the birth and the dawn of the Aquarian age Each soul guide is roughly 70 to 80 pages in length and it's individually created based on your unique astrology and design. This guide can't be replicated because your birth chart won't be recreated for thousands and thousands of years. Each guide is as rare and as magical as you. To order yours, go to www.thecosmiclaundry.com and use code COSMICPODCAST for 20% off today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Laundry podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about September. So as I promised last month, I'm going to start doing these astro forecasts every single month so we can really dive into the energy or the flavor of each month. This isn't a horoscope, okay? So same as last month. I'm not going through all of the different signs. If you want that information, that is in our membership open space in both tiers, the mystic tier and the oracle tier. So I will link that below for you if you would like to get your horoscope, Um, But what we're going to be doing here is really diving into the energy or the flavor of the month. Um, And September is, it's an interesting month because there's a lot to talk about. And I was really sitting with, okay, where do we start what's most important because that's a really important part of being an astrologer right it's like I could sit here and tell you all of the transits all of the things that are going on but what is most important is me figuring out what's important and I really wanted to tap into the energy of Virgo Like, I think understanding Virgo is really, really, really important, even outside of all of the other transits that are going on, which we're still going to talk about. Um, And I got that, that double confirmed for me because something that I like to do when I'm recording these things or really even just tapping into these different energies for myself is I'll usually grab a book, like any book off of my bookshelf. And just kind of ask spirit or the universe, like, what do I need to know about this thing? Or, or tell me a little bit more about the energy. And so I grabbed uh, Rise, Sister Rise by Rebecca Campbell and opened it to page 105. So if you have that book, you can read the whole thing, but I'm going to read this passage. And it's just so funny because um, this whole part of this book is very Virgo energy it's really about the seasons and seasonal living and rhythmic living and just understanding the wisdom and the beauty and the magic of seasonal living so how much of this am I going to read I'll read the first bit the earth is sentient as it breathes in and out the whole planet does too it has its own heartbeat, its own natural rhythm in the form of seasons. As the trees release their leaves, we are prompted to let go too. The way the modern world has developed has resulted in so many of us becoming disconnected from the subtle shifts in rhythm that the seasons bring, disconnecting ourselves little by little from the heartbeat of the planet and thus the flow of life. So many of us spend our days in brightly lit offices with the temperature set all year round. Our bodies missing out on their daily dose of natural light and the balancing touch of raw earth beneath our feet. Don't overlook the powerful effect seasonal awareness, and the earth's touch has in bringing your body back to flow. Nature and its seasons are waiting at the ready to bring us back into harmony with ourselves, the earth, and the universe at large. So that is like probably the most Virgo quote (laughs) on the planet Um, and I really yeah let's let's sit down let's explore Virgo energy and what's coming up this month. One of the things that I love about Virgo and Virgo is really misunderstood too so I kind of want to address that but What I love about Virgo is that this energy is an an energy of devotion. There's a sacredness to Virgo. And it's really about how do I bring the divine into my life in a real and practical way? Like, how do I bring, you know, sacredness and beauty even into my daily experience of life. And so Virgo energy is really about learning how to work with nature, how to work with the seasons, how to work with your body, right? That's why Virgo is so deeply connected to and tapped into the body. Um, As well as like, how to practice gratitude for what we have and for what's in front of us this is the energy of making everything that we have better and not necessarily always seeking outside of ourselves it's really that energy of going in and when we look at the polarity between virgo and pisces they're both incredibly spiritual signs and i think pisces kind of gets talked about in this really spiritual mystical way all of the time because on the surface, it is that spiritual, mystical, intuitive energy. And it's not just in the surface, like it is that, but Virgo has just as much intuition, spirituality, and depth hidden in it as well. And I think one of the reasons that maybe Virgo doesn't get um, maybe the attention and praise that it deserves for being such a divine sign is that there are two different types of spirituality Pisces is like the type of spirituality that we think of when we think of spirituality it's really that seeking outside of self it's connecting up it's like finding God in the heavens finding God in things external to us it's really that like higher consciousness that like seeking enlightenment all of those types of things it's a very like in my opinion it's actually a very masculine approach to spirituality because It's about striving for something outside of the self in a lot of ways. Of course, when you embody Pisces energy in its fullest, you're brought back into yourself and the understanding that God is within you. But Virgo energy is really the the spiritual knowing of like my body is sacred, the earth is sacred, that the only thing I have to do to connect to God is to connect with myself and to go within. So it's really that energy of like, how can I make everything that I do be a sacred act it's really devotional and in my opinion it's a more feminine way of approaching spiritual of approaching spirituality and um the divine because it's really about this honoring of the sacredness of everything around us it's about this energy of understanding that um We don't have to go anywhere, not even in our own consciousness. So even like, if we're going to look at that dichotomy, like a, a Piscean way of like, let's say like meditation, meditation is something that we all think of when we think of spirituality and these different things, but a Piscean way of, of meditating would be like these astral projection, like things to open your third eye, like all of that type of stuff. Whereas a Virgo way of meditating might be a walking meditation in nature or a body scan or something that brings you into the present moment so Virgo spirituality is maybe not as flashy Um there's maybe not it's not as intense there's maybe not as much to brag about it's more subtle but it's deeper like Virgo spirituality those are the people that live with a humility um that I think can only come from developing a really deep connection with yourself um I'm thinking of that quote like where does it come from and what is it it's like in order to transcend the ego you have to have a an ego worth transcending right so that's like a very virgo energy um but virgo spirituality and virgo energy in general is just about gratitude and humility and service and bringing everything back to the real world it's very practical um and in my opinion, it's really sacred. Virgo is the sign of the goddess. It's the sign most connected to Mother Mary. And um, it's really about sovereignty for all beings, but especially for women and feminine beings. And so this month I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, there's some some big astrology this month. Like we have a, a Saturn Uranus square. I think it's our last one of the year. It might even be the last one in the whole set. Um, you know, and then we have, like, almost all planets are retrograde or like getting ready to station retrograde. So that's pretty significant. But I also really wanted to talk about the goddess asteroids this month, because, you know, Virgo is such a deeply feminine and intuitive energy that I just feel that where the goddesses are this month and how they're placed and what they're doing is going to have a really big impact on us even in Libra season too so let's get started with the Saturn Uranus square because that is like kind of like the heavy hitter of the month every single month has one or two transits that everyone's talking about because they're like a big deal Um, the Saturn Uranus transit is It's more collective than it is personal, unless it's connecting with your personal chart. Um, And if it's connecting with your personal chart, like it's connecting with mine, there will be something in your life, especially, I don't want to say that it's work for everybody, but yeah, it could be work. So there will be something in your life that gets shaken up, something that maybe you took for granted, something that feels sturdy maybe but isn't as sturdy as you think um and the energy of Saturn and Uranus when they come together it's really this unpredictability of like something being unsettled and so we're gonna see themes of that playing out in the collective I think the biggest way that the Saturn Uranus energy plays out is just in work so Saturn Uranus is hugely responsibility for um, just this new awareness that we have around the nine to five workday and corporate culture and people wanting to work from home or work flexible hours. Like Saturn and Uranus really got us aligned with what feels good and what doesn't feel good. So we can expect to see maybe more of those themes coming up in the fall. And maybe those of you that haven't quite Made the jump to, you know, working from home or finding a work schedule that works better for you. the The energy of the fall really supports you in that. If you're really like, kind of happy with the old ways or the status quo, this energy could be a bit, a bit difficult because it, it it shakes things up. So if you don't like change, and especially again, if you have, um, really any planets in the late degrees of. Aquarius, Leo, Taurus, or Scorpio, this might not feel (laughs) so good for you, um, but it's always in your highest benefit. Okay. Um, The next thing that I want to talk about is just all of these retrograde planets. So Mercury stationing retrograde this month, we have Jupiter retrograde, Uranus retrograde, I think Neptune's retrograde, Pluto's retrograde, There's a lot. There's a lot. And a lot of the goddess asteroids are retrograde as well. So this is kind of our last month of like the pause. That's the word that keeps kind of coming up for me when I think of September is the pause. I know that Usually in September, we want to get to work. We're getting back to school. We're getting back into the swing of things. We're getting ready for winter. Seasonally, it's usually a really busy time. It's the time of harvest, all of these different things. But this year, there's still an energy of of slowness. There's still an energy of of being still and of waiting and like It's like the harvest isn't quite ready yet. And so if you're normally someone who jumps into September with just a ton of energy and you're outputting a lot or doing a lot in September, this might be an invitation to just like slow down a little bit because, um, you know, we don't have to move so fast. And once October comes, everything's going to be picking up. It's kind of going to have the opposite effect of what we normally have in the winter with us slowing down. I think when a lot of these planets station direct, it's going to be go time in a certain way. I mean, Mars will be retrograde for um, November and December. So That's not going to be super busy, but we will have a lot of these other outer planets stationing direct in in the fall. So taking September to slow down, to root in. And I really like, I just keep seeing this, this like vision of, of us all going in. Like it's not necessarily just slowing down and resting. It's like taking time to go within. And that even goes with, The energy that we're moving into September with. The sun is in gate 40 right now, and gate 40 is the gate of the breadwinner, the gate of deliverance, the gate of aloneness. It has a lot of different names, but really, this energy. 840 is about giving to others, but in order to give to others, you have to give to yourself first. That's really this energy. And in in its high road, it's the ability to get a lot done and to have a huge impact and to provide for other people and to provide for your community and to bring things to people without it feeling like hard work, because you know yourself, you value yourself, you know what your gifts are, you know what to say yes to and what to say no to. And so I really see even though the sun isn't in gate 40 for all of September, obviously, it's only here for a few days, I really see the whole entirety of September being about that energy of like, What do I need to get right within myself so that I can go out into the world and and share and um, deliver, right? Especially for those of you that do carry gate 40, there is this energy of like, you are meant to be someone who's delivering the goods in a way and bringing things that, that you have to other people. It's an energy of providing. So September is about getting right with yourself, coming into alignment. So that might mean like, I'm trying to think of the ways that that this is coming up in my own life. I am noticing a huge push towards shifting and changing my diet. I think I even talked about that last month. Like that's just getting more and more clear. My body is really speaking to me of like, there are just certain things I have in my diet that are not, Um, feeling good or right in my body so September is hugely about getting um, into alignment with what feels good Um, movement getting my house clean right getting organized like these are all Virgo themes and again I know that on the surface these don't look spiritual but there's a reason that we have all these teachings about cleanliness about hygiene right in like almost any spiritual or religious teaching or tradition there's teachings on this on on right relationship with your body right relationship with your home right relationship with everything and so having a clean house taking care of your body practicing good hygiene like all of these things are spiritual things in the sense of like those are the things that set you up for having a spiritual experience it's really hard to tap into your gifts and to awaken and to have a spiritual experience if your body is always in pain or sore or you know if you're just like not feeling good because you're not eating good it's hard to have a spiritual experience if your life is a mess and there's a lot of chaos around you and you're constantly putting these fires out like Virgo energy and the season of Virgo and especially September is really about getting everything into your life or getting everything in your life settled so that some of those insights and downloads and and different things can come through. So that's really what we're doing um, this month. So some of the other things that are coming up, there's, you know, the Mercury Libra retrograde is really important this month. We're in the shadow of it. Um Mercury retrograde. I'm not going to go super deep into it. I've talked about Mercury retrograde so many different times, but Mercury retrograde in Libra is really about communication in relationship. So, and getting clear on what you want in relationship and how to communicate your needs in relationships. So there's a, a deeper relationship focus than just there normally is with mercury retrograde and so this is like there's going to be some classic things i'm sure some of you will come into contact with exes there will be some hard conversations that need to be had um but ultimately mercury retrograde in libra is about finding that balance between self and other recognizing like where you speak up for yourself and where you don't and what needs to be done so that you can share yourself more, more vulnerably, more powerfully, but also like what you can do to create that, that safety for other people to, to do the same as well with you. Um, but yeah, so Mercury retrograde this month is really going to pull us into questions about love, questions about relationship, questions about just like how we relate to one another and, and ultimately the the highest expression of this is coming into a space of, of consciousness when it comes to relationship so that's pretty big especially um you know that's going to be in opposition to Jupiter for a while at the beginning of the month so there's just some tension there the, the beginning of the month is definitely not the time to maybe have really intense hard conversations about these things um because there's just going to be maybe more of an opportunity for there to be misunderstandings and for things to kind of go south um (laughs) so maybe like try to hold off on some of those conversations until mid-month or end of the month or even October if you can um the other huge so I was really taking a look at the the goddess asteroids this morning and what they're doing especially Vesta because Vesta is the asteroid of sovereignty, of devotion. It's like Virgo on steroids, right? If we had to find another ruler for Virgo, I would personally um put Vesta as the ruler because their their energies are so aligned and, and intertwined. And so Vesta this month is the most significant thing. Um she's in Aquarius she's conjunct Saturn and she's going to be in opposition to Ceres for a good part of the month so I want to break this down and explain kind of what's going on and and what that means so Vesta in Aquarius is okay keep in mind we're like pulling back into Vesta energy Vesta is the energy of devotion of sacrifice of like it's almost like there's a laser focus with Vesta on the, the energy that it's in. Like we are so devoted to that one thing that we almost can't see anything else. And so Vesta in Aquarius is about the community. It's about belonging. It's about humanitarian things. Um, And also it's really that energy of, of looking into the new paradigm, looking into the future. Um. So with Vesta here and conjunct Saturn, I think there's really an opportunity to get clear on what part of the new paradigm are you responsible for? Like and, and you can find this easily, like what what house is ruled by Aquarius in your chart? That's the part of the new paradigm that you're responsible for. Um And what I mean by that is like, that's the area of your life where you're naturally already so tuned into the future that like, that's where you're meant to be a leader in a way. Um, That's where you're meant to show up differently and uniquely. And so Vesta in Aquarius right now, especially again with Saturn present there is really asking us to, to devote ourselves to that path and to that wisdom. So For example, if you have Aquarius ruling your seventh house, so that would mean you're a Leo rising, then you're here to show us an Aquarian way of relating and being in relationship and being in partnership. So if you try to go the standard route and just do the thing that everybody else does when it comes to relationships, which is, you know, you get married and then you buy the house and then you have the kids and then you sacrifice a lot of things in order to make that work. And, you know, if you just live a very conventional life in that way, Or even if you just relate to people in a really conventional way, or even just in a way that isn't truly aligned with you, you're not living in or devoted to the Aquarian energy that you're kind of meant to be devoted to. Like we are all going to learn through you how to have Aquarian relationships because you naturally know how to do that. And so we all have these different areas where we're naturally more tuned into the future, more tuned into vision, more open, accepting, tolerant, all of these different things. And so Vesta is really uh, spotlighting that within each of us right now. There's an energy of of really needing to devote ourselves to that path and to that energy. Um, Again, because Saturn is there and there's a binding. But what I think is really significant about Vesta and Ceres being in opposition this month is that they are so opposite energies on the surface. They look the same similar to how like Virgo and cancer, for example, look very similar, but they're incredibly different. It's the same thing with Vesta and Ceres. Vesta is like sovereignty self. How do I find sacredness in everything that I do? And how do I devote myself to what feels good? So you'll see people who are really Vesta dominant often you'll find them spending a lot of time alone they can be kind of mystical and introverted they're usually pretty spiritual and spiritual in that way that I was talking about earlier of like yeah they might meditate and do all these other things but these are the people that often you know make their home a sacred space they make their lives a sacred space and when they decide to do something they're really devoted to it um whereas series people can kind of look the same because they like series dominant people are nurturing that's their energy they they really bring nourishment and, and nurturing into the world so you can see them doing the same things that best of people do, which is like making your house really beautiful or really safe or really inviting um devoting a lot of time and energy to loved ones but with series, <laughs> with the archetype and energy of series it comes from a place of like let me nourish you let me water you let me take care of you with virgo it's not that with or sorry with vesta it's not that with vesta it comes from i'm devoted to myself first and through that devotion to myself um there's some devotion that kind of spills over into you if that makes sense so you'll see like for example we're going to use this example in like marriage a vesta woman will (laughs) kind of play the housewife role sometimes not always but will sometimes play the housewife role really well um but there's always this undercurrent of like she belongs to herself like She's doing the cooking. She's doing the cleaning. She's very devoted to certain aspects of domestic life maybe. um, But there's always this undercurrent of like it's for her um, in a way. Series people usually are motivated by the other and to nourish and support other people. And so I think there's going to be this clash this month between those two aspects of ourselves. The the part of ourselves that wants to be sovereign and and wants to do things because they feel good for us or not even feel good, but because they're in alignment with our own consciousness, with our own destiny, with our own path and beliefs and then this other part of us that that wants to nurture other people and wants to be nurtured and wants to belong and wants to really have that deeper connection you know series energy is a little bit more intense there's more emotion there's more of a like um even like a loyalty to Sirius energy than Vesta has So this like opposition between those two archetypes I think is going to have us really struggling between do I follow? what works for me as an individual in my own path or do I follow what feels good in terms of my desire to nurture other people or to show up for other people so I think there's going to be some conversation surrounding boundaries surrounding the self surrounding me versus you and also you know I, I think What could really bubble up during this transit, because that is most of the month, this series Vesta opposition, what could bubble up is is some resentment, and working through that resentment, working through and the really ironic thing is that that's coming up when we have Mercury and Libra, and we're meant to be kind of getting clear on these things anyway, like it's kind of like a double whammy. So, one of the recommendations that i would have for this month for everyone is to create a journal if you don't have one already and write down all of the insights the ideas the things that come to you throughout the month i personally wouldn't be having these conversations about resentment about boundaries about needs about you know holding on to myself and having an individual identity within my relationships i wouldn't be having those conversations this month i would be waiting till mid october probably to have those deeper more intense more powerful conversations um the other piece that this could really connect us into is our relationships with our guides with our ancestors with angels with like you know whatever divine beings you believe in there's going to be a deeper ability to connect into that energy um this month so i also recommend Building those relationships, right? Maybe you sit down and you are in devotion or are in prayer or are bringing those elements into your life into a more concrete way. Virgo season is a really good time to nurture and nourish those mystical, magical um, relationships. Okay. Um, and even like reading, like doing some deeper learning and reading on these things on consciousness, on devotion, on purpose, like Virgo season is a really good time to get like a purpose reading or to really get clear on what you want to create in the, in the fall. Right. Um, what else? Okay. For September, Yeah, there's some like heavy, intense Juno stuff too. Like Juno is square Lilith or in opposition? Let me check my notes. I think square Uranus opposing Lilith is what Juno is doing, I'm pretty sure. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm yeah okay Juno's got a lot going on trying okay so she's trying Lilith and square Uranus or square Mars I didn't write this part down so let me just take a look oh sextile Uranus okay so these aren't harsh Yeah, and sextile the the North Node, so Juno in her archetype, she's really connected to Libra. So we're gonna likely be talking about her a lot um, once Libra season hits. But Juno is the archetype of commitment and marriage. She was the goddess of fertility and childbirth and all of these different things. And so Juno energy represents the the queen archetype within us, as well as the part of us that wants to partner or to be you know, in partnership, in a committed long-term partnership, um, as well as, you know, the scorned woman archetype is also part of Juno um, because of her story with Zeus. So is in like this really intense energy right now where she's connected to Lilith, which is like I talked about Lilith a lot last month, but Lilith is that energy of like the independent, free-spirited, like dark feminine, right? It's really that energy of like, you don't own me. That's like, if I had to put Lilith into one word, it's that. Um, you know, but Juno's also going to be making some really harsh connections with some of our more masculine planets juno is going to be in an opposition with the sun which represents the conscious masculine in a way and um in a square to mars kind of preparing us for this mars retrograde and mars represents you know maybe not the conscious masculine maybe the like egoic masculine in a way and so what i'm kind of intuitively picking up on because there's also a juno venus opposition is a bit of a battle of the sexes this month so i think we're going to see more content surrounding um oh men do this and women do this and and more of this like stereotyping this like <laughs> really gender specific languaging, especially too, because we have a lot of this relationship stuff coming up this month. So one of the things that I would recommend you do is be really conscious about how you're speaking of everyone, but especially um the opposite sex or even just people that you date because that's really where this is going to come out in relationships. So be mindful of like, if you're sitting there and you're saying, You know, I want to be in a conscious, loving partnership with a man, but you're constantly saying, like, men aren't shit. You know, (laughs) really in this like low energy surrounding men and the masculine, that's not going to be supportive of your goals. So, that's some of the things that I think are going to be illuminated this month, but also it's going to be really easy to sink into that this month with that battle of the sexes and this like scorned woman archetype is really kind of coming to the forefront so this might even be a really good time to do some healing on on those things um and to get really clear especially before we move into Libra season like what do you want in partnership what feels good for you what doesn't feel good for you what are your boundaries what are your values but also like taking a look at your readiness for that, right? It's one thing to know what you want, to know what kind of partner you want to date, all of these different things, but you have to be the type of person that that person would want to date. And I think that gets missed out of the relationship conversation a lot of the time um, because we're so focused usually on what we want that we don't always tap into what we have to give. So really looking at your ideal partner Who are they and what type of partner would be supportive for them? And if you aren't naturally that person, um, maybe that's not the ideal person for you, right? Like having more of these conversations about like, not only what do I want to get in partnership, but what am I ready and willing to give? Okay. And what work do I maybe need to do surrounding readiness, surrounding partnership, um, Yes. And again, like this theme is is coming up again of finding that balance between individuality and belonging to myself and then also belonging to another. It's like another version of that series Vesta opposition that we have this month. Um, Okay. Let me just sit with that. There's obviously a lot more going on this month. Those aren't the only transits, but those are the ones that are coming to mind as maybe the most important. And I think to wrap this all up, you know, to put this all in, in a neat little bow, it's, this is a a month of, of getting really conscious and getting really aware and tapping into um, just your own energy. Like maybe it's like calling back all of your energy back into yourself so that you can enter the fall. You can enter, you know, even 2023 is happening soon. We're only a few months away. This is like reclaiming all those lost parts, bringing everything back into center so that you can feel whole, So you can feel sovereign so that you can feel really tapped into yourself. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So this month, We're going to be talking a lot about relationships. We're going to be diving deeper into relationship astrology, relationship psychology, especially in the open space membership. Um, Like I said earlier, all of the links for that are going to be linked below, as well as if you are wanting um, a purpose reading or something to just support you in moving into this next quarter of the year. Um, that will be linked as well. Um, what else do we have to say? Yeah, I think that's all. So stay tuned for more relationship conversations coming up this month. If you're in Saskatoon, I will be teaching at the experimental sessions again on the 22nd so those tickets I think it's going to sell out really fast I'll link that below as well so if you want to um, be there for an astro forecast you know it's on the equinox so we're going to be talking about the energy of the equinox and there's some really magical things coming up there um, followed by an experimental session led by Danica and Darlene Um, if you want to sign up definitely sign up earlier rather than later And other than that, yeah, that's it. So I will catch you guys next week uh, for another episode. (laughs) I'm getting so much better at getting these out every single week and and doing them in time, which is feeling really good. Um, And if you have any questions about the things that we talked about today, you can always shoot me a DM. Bye, everyone. Happy September. (laughs) Thank you. The <laughs> cat thank you so much for joining me thank you for being here thank you for being part of our community if you want to help us to grow you can share this episode on your instagram share it with your friends if you do that and you tag us so i can see it i would love it i'd just be so i get so happy every time i hear about how the podcast is impacting you really that's the only thing that keeps me going and keeps me creating with the podcast because it is so much work sometimes but I just love hearing from you and if there's any guests that you want me to have on the podcast any topics you want me to cover just reach out to me send me a dm and we will add it into the content list hope you guys have a great week bye everyone